This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. FUD is what they call it on the internet. And let me tell you, FUD has taken over completely across the United States. The past two days, what have I been doing? I have been looking for toilet paper from Atlanta to Birmingham, Alabama. That's what I've been doing. I landed in Atlanta yesterday. Every single Sam's Club I stopped at had no toilet paper, no handy wipes, no Scott towels, no nothing. Nothing at all. So here I am. What on earth is going on? And so I started noticing this stuff. It's not only the toilet paper. I mean, toilet paper is the biggie, evidently. But the second thing to go was chicken breast. There's no chicken breast anywhere. So I'm like, what the hell, man? I woke up this morning, 7.30. Started going to all the grocery stores at 8 o'clock. Now, I have. I have a supply of toilet paper because I need TP for my bunghole. I have that supply, but I just kind of wanted to know what was going on. And the problem is, is that eight o'clock in the morning, these grocery stores, Sam's Club, Costco, every place else, full, full of people wanting their toilet paper, looking for every single thing they can find. They're buying all the food, all the produce, every single thing they can find. It is absolutely crazy. It is crazy. And that is part of the show today. The coronavirus, FUD, scams, and politics. Welcome to the Anglerfish Podcast, where we navigate the dark waters of our online lives. I'm your host, Brett Johnson. Season one of Anglerfish tells the story of my rise and fall as the original internet godfather and how I was able to turn from a life of crime to now being focused on protecting people from the type of person I used to be. This second season of the Anglerfish podcast dives into the deepest, darkest waters of our online lives. We'll be discussing fraud and financial cybercrime, sure, but also human trafficking, drugs, cyberbullying, fake news, extremist groups, nation-state attacks, child pornography, and more. Anglerfish believes shedding light on the darkest parts of the Internet helps us to better understand the problems and find solutions instead of living in a world of fear. Welcome to the Anglerfish Podcast. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So my lady went to the grocery store and she had a short list of things to buy. One of them was bread. I bread. just bread. I just wanted some plain old white bread so I can enjoy my bologna. So okay, so so I'm a bologna fan too. Okay. I am. I'm bologna and I I'm the guy that likes the wonder bread on the bologna. You know, I a wonder loaf or not, it doesn't matter to me as long as it's just plain old white bread to kind of get you gummy. And, you know, I just, got you. It's kind of gummy. It's great with peanut butter, too. But guess what? There was no, no bread. No bread. Mm. no bread. So let me ask you this. Here's my thing. So, so you know, three, four weeks ago, I started reading the articles that there was no toilet paper in Seattle. Right. When, you know, Corona, is that's the epicenter right there, Seattle. 
So at that point, I went and got a couple of cases of toilet paper because I'm sitting there going, okay, it's starting there. It's going to wipe across the United States. No one's going to have any toilet paper. Is, so was that a play on words? It was a bit of a play. Okay. I, took, I went to Sam's Club. And that first trip to Sam's Club, everyone that was in there had bottled water and toilet paper. Bottled water. Bottled now, water. Now, okay. That's one thing that I just don't understand. Coronavirus, they're not going to turn off the spigots. Okay. Well, that's true. And I've started calling it Corona water. <laughs> it's what I call it. So I did. And here's the thing, okay? And, and I want to get this out. This is a game that you have to play whether you want to or not. Because we've got people that are acting out over FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Exactly. Those people are scared to death that there's not going to be any toilet paper, not going to be any food. So what happens? They rush to the grocery stores. They rush to Sam's Club. They buy, out, they buy the toilet paper. They buy the food. Someone more rational like me and you, we then see these idiots out there acting out of fear. And we think to ourselves, well, hell, we need some toilet paper because these idiots are going to buy it all. <laughs> so we rush out to get toilet paper. What happens, of course, is the toilet paper runs out. The first group, those people that are scared to death, then look at everyone and say, see, we told you it was going to run out. So it doesn't matter whether you're scared, whether you're rational, whether you're not. You still have to play this game. That's the problem. You have to get out there and get food because these other people are buying it all. Yep. <laughs> so it's no wonder you don't have any bread. I was did did you find bologna? Oh I've had bologna. I keep a okay. stockpile of bologna. You know? <laughs> That's a staple item. You go to Aldi and pick up bologna. There you, know? you go. There and you bread, go. but there's no bread. You know, I was I was talking to my sister yesterday on the drive back from Atlanta. I was talking to her and I was telling her everything that like I took pictures of Sam's Club. And there was a line of people waiting to get in Sam's that was literally wrapped around the building. <laughs> so I took pictures, and, and we both agreed that the problem is, is, where do you find any real news right now on this coronavirus? That's, that's one of the issues, because look at politics. You've got China saying, oh, you know what? Uh, we think it was a U.S. military operation that brought it into China now. Mm -hmm. Complete crap. So they don't want to accept any responsibility. You've got the Democrats, because I'm, I'm going to lambast everybody today. You've got, the, you've got the Democrats, you've got the Republicans. The Democrats are sitting there going, by God, we've got Trump out of office now. He is screwing it all up. Meanwhile, the Republicans are over there. It's not that big of a problem. It's, it's really not. It's all the Democrats. Are, they're just blowing it out of proportion. <laughs> so you've got both sides that won't tell anyone the truth at all. And, and where do you find real news? Because let's be honest, people don't verify stories anymore. You've got a bunch of people that are following Donald Trump, and I try not to say a lot about Donald. I really do. But the fact of the matter is, is that he has fucked up this entire thing from day one. From day one. We're not going to test people. <laughs> we don't need to test people. <laughs> it'll go away in the springtime it'll go away in the springtime well you know what not according to what everybody's saying it's not no that's true uh, not according to what everybody's saying and then we got these folks who are trying to capitalize on oh oh yeah matt colvin matt colvin yeah, yeah let's let's yeah. definitely say mr colvin's name because I, I definitely want to talk about him it was in the new saturday's new york times exactly saturday's new york times he bought thousands and thousands of dollars worth of miscellaneous supplies clorox wipes Hand sanitizers, masks, masks. Oh, he's making a killing. Yeah, he off bought of those. He bought all of this masks. after the first death was announced in the United States, and capitalized and made some money on made it. Made some money. Put everything up on Amazon, selling some of these hand sanitizers. He was giving a dollar for, selling them for seventy dollars, and yes. people were buying them. People were buying them. And then Amazon decides, hey, you're not going to price gouge on this. Oh, Amazon didn't decide that. So many people complained to Amazon. Well, that's, yeah. And then they said, well, okay, you know, well, I guess we need to, to see if we can curtail this right. a little bit. Right. Uh, but anyway, the guys ended up with 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer 
that he can't get rid of now. Yeah, and I, and and you know, so he does this article. So so the New York Times has a picture of him standing in front of the storage locker or this garage or wherever all these hand sanitizers are. And I'm wondering, does he expect people to feel sorry for him? Because I'm going to tell you, I was a criminal for tw- for for decades, for decades. And I've never done anything like that shit. No. Th- this is legal crime. Okay. Yeah, this price gouging and, and taking advantage of people and, and when they're scared to death is evidently legal. Well, you remember back during 9-11, they started gouging prices of gasoline and they quickly put a stop to that. Yep. And Because yep. there is a law against that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I, I there's got to, I mean, I don't know, it, is there a law against what he, what he was doing? Yeah. Uh, technically, no, not because you 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 buy something, you uh, you finish it out by uh, putting it in another box and sell it to somebody else. You got to make a profit. Right. Nobody in this country will tell you how much profit you're allowed to make. Look at Big Pharma. Duh. Well, that's true. Well, I'm going to tell you. This this dude here, and it was it was Matt, and Matt, was Matt, it his brother too? His, yeah, his brother. Yeah, so Matt and Noah. Noah Colvin, yeah. You know, guys, I don't expect you guys are listening to this show, but I'm going to tell you, I don't feel the least bit sorry for you guys losing your ass on that. Well, I tell you what, the the one good thing that may come out of this is he is currently looking for options for uh, donating it. Well, he should. Yes, he he should. should. But he's probably already made all the profits. Well, yeah, he's, I'm sure he's made then, some good, good money. Know. He's selling the damn thing. He was selling them for $70 plus. <laughs> so I'm sure he's made some money back on that. But, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you, Ken. I am not sure that I believe in heaven and hell. <laughs> but if there is a hell, I feel pretty sure that people who take advantage of others when they're scared in times of hardship and trouble... I feel pretty sure that those people are keeping the fires of hell hot, hot, hot when they die, <laughs> and rightfully so. You know, I, I, I wonder, who's buying all the damn bread? <laughs> you just want the bread. You want your bologna sandwich. No, I'm, I'm waiting on that to pop up on, <laughs> you know, on Amazon, a uh, loaf of bread, $75, and what? Uh, if they're planning on hoarding it, man, I tell you, they better reduce the price because bread doesn't keep that long. Bread does not keep that long. And, you know, we've got, and again, I don't, I, I try to keep my mouth shut about Donald Trump because I'm not quite sure that there would be a Democrat that could, that could do better right now. I mean, I'm not going to, uh, you've got Elizabeth Warren, the fake, the fake Indian, You've got, who have we got? We've got Bernie Sanders, who everyone loves, but when you actually look at it, how on earth could he ever pay for any single thing that he's saying? No. Ever. Right. You've got Joe Biden, who I'll give you. I'll give you. I don't really mind Biden, but I do think that he's corrupt as hell. His son, working for the Ukrainians, who has, uh, come on, man. Come on. I'm sorry. Come on. So you've got all these people that are they're claiming they're better than this other guy. Now, let's admit that Donald Trump has a huge case of diarrhea of the mouth. If anyone needs that toilet paper, it's him. <laughs> so, you know, but could I, I mean, could someone do better right now? I don't know. I don't I don't know, I don't know if there's anybody better out there. I don't believe they're going to run for president. No, I agree. I agree. They got better sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're in a society now that it's no one is helping anyone. It's everyone for themselves. Every single person for themselves. Whether you're you're a CEO of a company, the president of the United States, a politician running for office, it's everyone looking out for themselves. And we are faced with coronavirus, which let's be honest. You know, it's got somewhere between a 1% to 3.4% mortality rate. We've heard estimates of somewhere between 70 to 150 million Americans infected with it. Every American supposedly will be exposed to it. So you're talking about a lot of people that are going to get it and die. 
historically, I have despised every single politician. I think I don't think that we can find a politician that is there to help people. I think they're all there to help themselves at the end of the day. Well, some politicians are there to help themselves and help other people, like Huey P. Long. Well, Huey. Of course, he was shot dead by a jealous <laughs> physician. Imagine that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Huey was not known for being a, um, <clears throat> say, uh, just single relationship kind of guy. You're right. He was not. He was a philanderer. He, he certainly <laughs> was. He certainly was. And, and you know, it's, you know, we've got a president that he runs his mouth. And up until this point, running your mouth, we were getting used to it. We were getting used to it. But obviously, obviously, at least the stock market right now is not wanting him running his mouth on this stuff. Because it seems to me every single time he opens his mouth... It's dropping 7%. So, and, and we're looking at a point now, you know, so recently we've, we've seen, in, at least in Alabama and in most states now, K through 12 is shutting down for at least two and a half weeks. Now, my opinion on that is they're shutting down in two and a half weeks because it takes 14 days for the symptoms of coronavirus to show. So 14 days... Two and a half weeks, the classes are shut down. That way, we're they're, they're giving themselves a buffer to actually see how bad this is in the United States. Exactly. So regardless of whether Trump and the Republicans want people to be tested, we are going to know in two and a half weeks. On the lighter side, spring break has been extended. Spring break has been extended. Of course, Daytona and Miami Beach said, hey, we don't want you cats here. No, we don't want you here. <laughs> because you're going to infect everyone. <laughs> so See, stay away. Y'all going back up to Panama City Beach. That's right. Go, go to, to Panama the, City. Go, go back there. to the Redneck Riviera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it's it's got to the point, and I've got friends that you would think they're educated. They are educated. But whether you're educated or not, this fear, this uncertainty, and this doubt is taking over. We're to the point now that I just clear my throat and people are looking. You cough a little bit, people are looking. No one's shaking hands. No, one, no one's doing a fist bump. Everyone's kind of looking at you. you. You sniff a little bit. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Because no one even knows what the real symptoms are anymore of, of this coronavirus. And they talk about social distancing, and you've got a line around Sam's yeah. to get yeah. in. And my sister pointed that out to me yesterday. She's like, uh, you're in Sam's. I was like, yeah. She's like, how many people are in Sam's? I was like, oh, it's packed. And she was like, um, think anybody there has got it? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, I think I would leave there if I were you. <laughs> so I'm like, Denise, do you think it's going to matter? At the end of the day, do you think that that's actually going to keep someone from not being exposed to it? Every American's going to be exposed to this by the time it's over. So she was very distraught about that, you know. And what she said is she's like, you know, she did make a good point. I'm married to, you know, I'm married. And uh, what I told Denise is I was like, you know, it seems to me that, that you and I, me and my sister, because of our upbringing... We are, we are well prepared to handle things like this. Whereas Denise's husband and daughter, my family, they're a little bit spoiled. You know, they, they, they have had an easy life. So when I go out and I buy a shitload of canned goods, Campbell's Soup, and then I say, we're going to start eating this. And I hear back from them, oh, do we have to? I'm like, what do you mean, do we have to? I didn't buy it just for looks. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to the grocery store for a solid month now. We're stopped. And that, that's one of the things that I don't get is, is, you know, when you're faced with that type of, you know, having to do that and you get people that have had such an easy life. 
that nah, nah, we don't want to do that. You know, like I took, we went out shopping and I made the mistake. I say mistake, but I, I took Michelle initially, you know, because I wanted uh, her input on on getting stuff too and potato chips. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this this stuff that it's like okay, that's got a shelf life on it. I understand if you want that right now to eat, but we're looking maybe a month in the future. So think prepper. Think prepper. Exactly. For example, I I had I had Michelle order two more boxes of ammunition mm-hmm. <laughs> because. If someone comes after my toilet paper, I want to make sure they don't get it. Because your wife has a gun. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm a felon. I'm not allowed any weapons. But Michelle has a nice arsenal. That's right. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, absolutely. You're not taking my toilet paper. We will plant you in the yard. <laughs> That's what will happen. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're my next door neighbor, Brett. I, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Be some good fertilizer for a while. Be some good fertilizer, you know. And I don't expect it to get anywhere near that crazy. I think that's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's you speaking. never know, though. You, you never just know. never know. In our you today, in our day and times, saw. Um, let me see. Uh, see if I can pull this up. You, uh, you go ahead with. With where you were going about your grocery shopping adventure, adventure with your wife. So yeah, we we went grocery shopping. And, so yeah, we went grocery shopping, and that first day came back with a bunch of crap. So after that, I was like, you know what? After I go to the gym, I'll just swing by Sam's and Costco and buy some stuff. And that's exactly what I did. I, I came back with you know three cases of Campbell's soup. All these canned green beans, uh, you know, the, the, the trail mix, the dried fruit, all this other stuff that, that a prepper would do. I had I bought a 25-pound bag of rice, 25-pound bag of pinto beans, chicken stock, all this stuff that you could actually, that will last. Canned, canned tomatoes, that kind of stuff. I didn't even need, later on, I went and looked at a list of recommended supplies. And by God, everything that I bought was on that list. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm good to go. <laughs> you know? Maybe we should talk about, because people don't know. People aren't getting the right news out there on a lot of this stuff. Maybe we should mention what some of these symptoms are of coronavirus. You know? And I, and, and I pulled up a, a an article that mentions this. And let's, let me look at this real quick. Ah, here we go. So this is from Business Insider. And it's got a nice little graph or, or you know, flow chart, whatever the hell you want to call it. And let's say for the time being, we trust Business Insider. For the time being, we do. I don't think they have much of an editorial slant in order to try to scare people or, you know, fall on one side of the political spectrum or anything else like that. I right. think they're okay. So... <laughs> It, it has listed, it has COVID-19, coronavirus, it has the common cold, the flu, and then allergies, and the symptoms compared to each other. So for COVID-19, fever is common, dry cough is common, shortness of breath is common, headaches, sometimes, aches and pains, sometimes, sore throat, sometimes, fatigue, sometimes, diarrhea, rare. So why are you buying toilet paper? Yeah. You know why I think they're buying toilet paper? Blow their nose? Maybe blow their nose. But I, what I actually think they're buying toilet paper about is that somebody reads that somebody's got coronavirus and 100 people shit about it right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> All right. That's what I think. So diarrhea is rare. Runny nose. Rare. Rare. If you have a runny nose... You probably don't have coronavirus. Sneezing? No. You don't sneeze because it's not the flu. All right? Now, compare that to the common cold. Common cold, the fever, rare. All right? Dry cough, mild. Shortness of breath, no, you don't have that. Headaches, rare. Aches and pains, common. Sore throat, common. Fatigue, sometimes. Diarrhea, no. Runny nose, common. So here's the thing. Again, all right? So if you if you have a runny nose, and it's the same thing with the flu. The flu is, so fever is common. Dry cough is common. Shortness of breath. 
This is going to be your main symptom right here. Because with the flu, you don't have shortness of breath. Coronavirus, yeah. COVID-19 is a lung disease. It's a lung disease. Mm -hmm. It's a lung virus. So you're going to have that shortness of breath. That is the ticket right there. All right, if you have a runny nose, guess what? You ain't got it. If you're sneezing, guess what? You ain't got it. If you got crunchy eyes and yellow spots all over your car, guess what? We're in the season for allergies. Allergies. That's right. And 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 I'll grant, I will grant Donald Trump and company on that. Not everyone, well, okay, yeah, a lot of people need to be tested right now. But I think that what we're going to see is that people with a common cold, people with allergies, people who simply don't know what the symptoms are, they're going to run and be tested for fear. So we're going to see just an influx of people being tested that really shouldn't be tested. You've got a cold. You've got a cold. I've got runny nose. I've got all... Well, look, dude. Runny nose isn't part of it. You're sneezing? That's allergies, man. It's allergies. So on the way back from getting tested... (laughs) <laughs> they stop by the grocery store, and there are 15 million people in there. And then they're positive. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that's part of the issue is, is we're, we're, we're going to, you know, we're, we're talking about social distance, distancing. We've got the travel bans th- throughout Europe, the U.K. now. But the problem is, is that everyone's rushing to the grocery store, too. That's one of the issues. So while we're social distancing from countries, we're not here. I mean, we're shutting down our ball games. That's good. We're shutting down our schools because, let's, let's be honest, it doesn't really affect kids that much. But the kids, it's a nice breeding ground. The kids can still catch it there and then bring it home to the adults who then bring it to the grandparents. And then we know for people 60-plus, it has a huge effect, huge effect on them. And just to touch on something about uh, children and spreading viruses, teach your children to put their damn hands over their mouth when they cough or sneeze. Well, the elbow cough, right? Elbow cough. But at least hand over the mouth. At least. Do something. Do do something. something. Do something. I'd rather have a hand cough than than no cover at all. (laughs) You know, you're supposed to do the elbow cough, which is still not good. But do something. Do something. And again, let's let's go over these symptoms again. So fever, common. Dry cough, common. This is all coronavirus. Shortness of breath. That's the ticket again. Common. Common. If you have a shortness of breath, you might want to go get your ass tested. Yep. There might be an issue there. Headaches sometimes. Aches and pains sometimes. So these are these are the commonalities between some of these these flu type symptoms. Sore throat sometimes, fatigue sometimes. Again, this is in common with the flu. The difference between COVID and the flu, that shortness of breath thing, that shortness of breath thing. Diarrhea, rare, rare with COVID-19. Runny nose, rare. If you have a runny nose, you likely do not have coronavirus. If you are sneezing, you do not have it. You do not, because you do not sneeze with coronavirus. It's not the flu. It's not the cold. You probably have allergies. It's allergy season. So understand that. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. You cannot say that enough. What did you say? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. That's that's the, that's the biggest thing we can do, and that's one of the things that... that I was reading an article and, about... And, and you're, you're, the proper way to wash your hands is to use soap, a comfortable temperature of water. Right. doesn't have to be hot. Right. Uh, in fact, if you're washing off um, exposure to a poisonous plant, you want it to be cold. But wash your hands and sing two verses of Inagata de Vida. Oh, I love that song. In a God of the Vita. Iron butterfly. <laughs> By the end of that, your hands will be clean and red. Clean and red. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, read, I was reading an article about why we're seeing such fear. And the article pointed out, I forgot who it was with, but the article pointed out that a lot of people just cannot accept that something so simple as washing your hands and not touching your face is one of the major ways or the major ways to stop the spread of this. Yep. So instead, they rush out and buy toilet paper. 
they buy all these supplies. And, you know, I, I was up in Chicago. I spoke at DePaul a couple of days ago. And, and when I was there, there were people who were using hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. There were people who were wiping down the tables with Clorox wipes, stuff like this. And, and we pointed this out. This is really stuff that we should have been doing years ago. This is not something that is new. This is stuff that we should have been doing, using hand sanitizer, using Clorox wipes, because you don't know who's there before you. You don't know when you sit down on an airplane, you don't know who was there before, because I promise you, those people who come in and clean the seats, they don't clean the seats after the last person was there. They just pick up whatever trash was there and go on with it. So this is stuff we should have been doing. Only now are we paying attention to this. But if if we could just practice what we should be doing, washing our hands, making sure that things are sanitized, all that. We wouldn't be seeing this problem right now. Exactly. And the other thing is when you're talking about spreading viruses by coughing or touching, it's natural response to shake hands with somebody. And now we've entered the freaking hugging stage of, of right. society. Everybody wants to hug you. Don't touch me, man. No. Stay the hell away. No. I mean, look, you're, you're, sitting, you're sitting six <laughs> feet across from me. We're social, socially distanced. But, not, you know, that's not evidently not enough. So now it's supposed to be 10 feet. How can you stay 10 feet away from somebody? I don't know. Back up, I'll move your microphone. <laughs> He's like, back up. Back up, Johnson. So, you know, so that, that's, that's part of the issue. And, and, of course, we need to talk about how criminals take advantage of the situation. What's going on right now? Because we do we do have a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and that is a not only a breeding ground for disease, it's also a breeding ground for scams yep. that are going on. And and I talked about this in DePaul. They asked about you know the types of scams that are out there. How does a scam work? Would be my first question that that should be asked is what makes a scam successful? Okay, so we can look at these Indian call centers that call in, that call people, and they they dial hundreds or thousands of numbers a day, and basically that's a numbers game. All right, that that is not your classic type of scam artist that's working. That's somebody that's working at a call center. They've got a script and they read from the script. The IRS is coming after you now. We've got a warrant for your arrest. You need to pay us money. We know you stay on the phone with us, or you're going to go to jail right now. So it's it's operating on fear. It's a numbers game, but it's operating on fear. The best way that I can compare or, or talk about the way a scam actually works is to look at a romance scam, okay? Oh, yeah. So how does a romance scam work? The first, of all, first of all, you've got a pool of people, these dating sites. So you know exactly where the victims are, okay? So kind of like coronavirus, you've got people that are scared to death. Most everybody right now. So the pool is just a lot larger is what it is. Okay? So in a romance scam, the scammer knows where the victim is. Then the the idea is is that for a more talented or experienced con artist, a scammer, the idea is you may start out as an adversarial person. You know, you're on opposite sides of the fence. But the, the more talented the scammer, the more talented the con artist, it's all about making that victim part of your team. I don't need you on the opposition. I need you to be part of my team is what I need you to do. So how do I do that in a romance scam? The way I do that is I just start talking to you. That's it. I befriend you. I'm not asking for money. Money may be my ultimate goal, but I'm not asking you for money. I just want to befriend you. I want to make sure everything's great. And we're going to develop a relationship. And as that relationship goes on, I'm going to feed into that because I know that you're lonely. I know that you're wanting something. Coronavirus, I know you're scared. I know you're wanting something. You're wanting to feel safe. All right? Romance scam, I know you're lonely. You're wanting to be loved. There's a similarity there. Okay? Now, with a romance scam, the way I'll work that, sooner or later, I'll start popping in and saying, you know, I can't believe how, how fortunate I am to have met you. I really can't. You are uh, you are absolutely every single thing I've ever looked for in a relationship. And I never thought I'd find that, but I want you to know that uh, 
I can really see myself spending the rest of my life with you. I really can. So you feed in with that. You just start saying stuff like that. Because this person's never experienced anything like that. That's what they're wanting. They're lonely. They want to be loved. And what would you do for love? We know what I would do for love. I've made the United States most wanted list for this that's shit. That's right. All right? So that's the way you feed into that. And then you, you, you get that person on your side. That person is starting to you know, relate to you. Oh, he loves me. Or she loves me. And then what do you do? Well, you know, I, we should be together. We should. I, th I think that we're soulmates. I've never even believed in soulmates or true love, but I love you. I know I've not met you yet, but the way we talk to each other, the way we communicate, I, I, I just know we are meant to be together. And you feed in with that for a while. Sooner or later, that victim is going to want to meet you. That's a fact. They're want. Let's meet. At that point, the scammer, you know, I, I'd love to meet, but the problem is, is that I don't have the money. I'm saving my money up so that my son can have this medical procedure. Okay, and I'm, I've, I'm, all my money's going toward that. As soon as I get that procedure done for him, I'll come and see you. Now, you don't ask the victim for money. That's the key. You want the victim to volunteer that to money. offer the money to offer. That's right. So when the victim volunteers, what do you say? Nope, absolutely not. Nope. I I will not. I'll never ask you for money. That is not what I'm about. I'm not about to do that. I I wouldn't. I would never ask you for money. So it's a straight refusal. All right, and you let it lay. Conversation continues. I really love you. You know, I'm just. Uh, I, I just need a little bit more money, and I'll be able to have my get my son this this procedure. The victim volunteers again. At that point, what do you say? You know, I honestly, I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I could ever pay you back. You know, I, but my son needs this. I just, I don't feel right asking you for money. Well, you're not asking me for money. I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering it. it. I'm, I'm offering it. it to you. That's right. And that's where it starts right there. The victim gives the money. Supposedly the procedure that the son doesn't even exist, but the scammer says, you know, we had the procedure done. He's, he's making a lot of progress. The doctor says he only needs 10 more of these procedures. <laughs> <laughs> 10 more? So the victim, in for a penny, in for a pound at that point, right? At some point, so the victim starts sending money. And this is common. This is not just a, a single case. And this is the reason I'm walking through a romance scam is because this is the way most of these scams work. They're, they're, they're related. They're, there's commonalities between all of this. So the victim starts paying money. At some point, the victim actually realizes or thinks that it may be a scam. But guess what? Victims are often self-blamers. They're embarrassed. They're scared. They don't want to think that, that they think themselves are, are that, they're, that they're idiots because the media tells them they're idiots. We see all the time, oh, this person was stupid. They fell, they fell for this scam. The victim blames themselves, the media, and everyone says, well, it's stupid to fall for scams like that. So the victim has this mentality of, well, I can't even mention this, but is it a scam? I don't know, but I've given this much money. And at some point, the victim starts thinking just a little bit more. I have to prove that I'm right, that everyone else is wrong. Just a little bit more. I've already given this much, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And they keep sending money because of that, because of the self-blame, because of the embarrassment, because of the fear, not wanting to think themselves idiots. They keep sending money. So let's look at the coronavirus scams. All right. And those scams are any number of things. Those scams are phishing scams. You'll get an email that says something about testing coronavirus. We've got a test for you. Or, you know, we need money to, uh, we're going to have a lockdown in the city. Whatever those scams are going to look like, there's going to be a, a load of those scams. There's already a load of those scams. We see friggin' Alex Jones on InfoWars selling toothpaste that he says kills coronavirus. Jim Baker. Jim Baker, same thing. And and I didn't even know Jim Baker was still alive until I saw the report that he's hawking some fake cure for the coronavirus. 
So you've got all these shysters coming out saying, we can cure it, we've got products that can cure it. You've got scammers out there that are going to try to milk money from you, trying to scare you into saying, well, you know, you, you have to pay. That'll probably be the scam right there. You have to pay for this test. How much is the test? The test is $600. You have to pay for it. It's, and they'll, whether it be by phone, by email, that'll be, that'll be it right there. A mandatory test. And the U.S. government will reimburse you for this test. That's a good one right there. I love that. You can see, you can see the writing on the wall. Yep. So you get the phone call. You know, from it looks like it comes from Health and Home Service, whatever the HHS is, or CDC, or what have you, or WHO. You'll get that phone. It'll it'll show it on the the caller ID that the CDC is calling you. Yes, I'm with the Center for Disease Control. Uh, your name is uh, Brett Johnson. Well, look here, Mr. Johnson. It uh, Looks like the law is going to be passed. It's actually already passed. Uh, all testing is now mandatory. Now, the federal government does reimburse you for this test, but for right now, we don't have the, the funds to do that, but it's still mandatory. Uh, we need to make sure that you're negative and your family is negative. How many people are in your household? So you've got four people in your household. The test is $600 a piece, so that's $2,400. Um, Yes, we don't want you to wire money because, as you know, all the money around that's circulated right now, it could be contaminated. What we actually need you to do is, is go down to Walmart and buy Walmart gift cards. That's what we need you to do. And those are the same as cash. They convert. We can convert them just fine. Everything works great from there. So it'll be something like that. Yep. It'll be something like that, something that sounds legitimate. You'll use the phone number as the base level of trust, and you'll build on it saying you're the CDC trying to scare the people into, hey, you have to be tested. It's now the law. You have to be tested. That'll be one of the scams. You'll see scams come through asking for personal information. You know, you'll see that CDC or whoever the email comes from, you know, we, we're, we're gathering data on everyone. You know, this is the census year. Well, we have to make sure that all the census is, is going correctly with this coronavirus that's coming around, so we need you to make sure that you send us this information electronically. That'll be one of the scams. There's tons of these scams that are going to be effective because people are scared to death of exactly what's going on right now. Exactly. Let's just role play here. Okay. Let's do that. So Can I start coughing? <laughs> <laughs> Sanitize that mic. Oh, yeah, wait. Amen. We got no sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. That guy in Colvin. Virginia, Colvin. Yeah, Colvin's got it. Yeah, Colvin bought all the hand sanitizer. No <laughs> wonder we can't buy any in the stores. Did you notice he went down to Kentucky and Tennessee, too? Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> I noticed. All right. So, okay. So you're calling me. You're going you're gonna to scam me. Right. All right. Let, let's just test your abilities here. Let's try her. to uh, overcome objections. All right, so let's let's the phone number that we will, will be coming through is going to show as the Center for Disease Control. Hello, I know you're not from the Center for, for Disease Control. Otherwise, you wouldn't be calling me. What well, do see, you that, want? That, what do you want? That is that right there is the ticket. All right, because you're absolutely right. Someone would not be calling you from the Center for Disease Control. That's a fact. But how many people are actually going to know that? But people do call me from a particular hospital. Ah. And it shows up as that particular hospital. So if I called from mm -hmm. one of these hospitals mm -hmm. and it showed as that. Hello? Yes, is this, uh, is this, uh, do you want me to say your last name or not? No. I'll say, yes, is this, uh, is this Ken? It is. Ken, this is David Turner over here at the hospital. Um, how are you doing today? Great. Great. You know, I'm sorry to bother you, Ken, but uh, as you know, Alabama has now tested positive. We've got six confirmed cases. Honestly, this hospital, we've seen a, a, we've seen 30 cases come through this hospital. How come you don't report these? Well, we are reporting. The problem is, as you know, turns out that the, the, the White House has issued this edict that the only people that can be confirmed are those that are traveling, those are, that are coming in from Iran, from South Korea, Italy, and China. Anyone else cannot get the test right now, as you probably know, as I'm sure you've seen on the news already. Well, I haven't traveled. Uh, we know that. You've not traveled. The problem, of course, is that because now 30 people here have been confirmed, at least with us confirmed, as having corona or COVID-19, 
The problem is, is that we need to test these other people that are coming in the hospital because it turns out that you had an appointment during the point when one of these people were in the building. Oh. Yeah. And we apologize about that, but as you know, it's a 14-day gestation period. I, I, I haven't been to the hospital in over 14 days, and I don't have a fever or anything. Well, I, we're glad you haven't, but still, you have the second... It's kind of like secondhand smoke, Ken. So, you know, you've got these people that... Someone was at the hospital. Do you know anyone that's at the hospital that may have talked to you after no, that? No, I, I, I get that. I understand that. Yeah, so we need you to go ahead and... and we can send you the test, but it's an at-home test. We need to go ahead and charge you for that. You'll be reimbursed by the government, though. Be reimbursed? I I thought they were paying for 100% of this. That We are paying for 100%. Actually, we're not, but the federal government's paying for 100% of it. The problem, of course, is that we don't have the funding yet. Well, when are you going to get the funding? Well, as you know, the federal government is never speedy on these things. So we're looking at 30, 60 days anyway. Hmm. But you will be reimbursed. As you know, the hospital you're a member of, we are good about doing that. It's, it's federal government. We will take care of you on that. Okay. Send it COD. We cannot send it COD. Then we I'm can't. not going to take it. Well, we hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> so most of, the, most of the time, you won't get anything like that. You'll, you'll get... Right. You'll get a, a but somebody that that, that was pretty realistic. My response is to something like that. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, but most people aren't that aware, right? Right. I mean, most people are scared to death. And when you tell them that, hey, you've got, we've got to test you. Absolutely. What do I need to do? Can you send me the? T- well, we we need you to come in. We need to schedule it for you. We because you're, you're sixty years old or older. You're sixty years old. You are. You know, if you get this, you're, you're in the going dem- to die. You're in the demographic right. to die. You are in that demographic. Yeah. You're going to be on a respirator. You've seen these people on YouTube on respirators. You're going to be on a respirator. And you just feed into that fear over and over and over. And what you do is, you know, we were, we were, we were role playing, so we knew how that was going to go. But a, a good scammer, he will actually feed off of what the person says. Exactly. So and you did that. Yeah. So when yeah. that person starts saying, well, what about this? What about that? You start feeding into that. You don't go overboard with it, but you just feed into that fear enough that it gets them to the point of what do I need to do? That's that's the key right there. You want them to say, okay, what do I need to do? As soon as they say that, you've got them right there. What do I need to do? Well, we need to test you. Okay, what do I need to do? Okay, what we're going to do is the federal government is going to reimburse you. Right now we need to go ahead and charge you so we can get the test out to you. All right? We will actually come to your home and test you at that point. Okay, yeah, what what do I need to do? You know, and actually, for some of the older folks, there were insurance companies that would sell you an insurance policy, and they would contract uh, an EMT to come out and run come a few tests in your home. Because people remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're feeding right into what, what, what people were used to at that point. You get senior citizens. They were used to stuff like that. Now you've got a pandemic out there. People are scared. We don't want people going out spreading it. If you are positive, stay where you are. We will send someone out to test you. All right? Right. Okay, you're sending someone out to test me, so what do I need to do? Well, we need to go ahead and charge you for it now, but you'll be reimbursed within 30 days. Now, at that point, how do you get somebody to pay? You, the gift card probably wouldn't work on that. Because at that point, that person may be thinking, okay, you don't want me to come out and get tested, but you want me to go out and buy a gift card. So at that point, what are you going to do? Maybe credit card, something like that. Or maybe it's a scam for personal information, something like that. All right. But you're going to see this type of scam. And there's always Western Union. There's always Western Union. And you can do that online. And you can do that online. So you can do Western Union online. There's any number of ways that you can launder the money out at that point. Now, of course, Western Union has gotten some bad press over the last 20 years or so about not being a very secure way to... Well, and and honestly, it's... I'm fortunate now as a legal person Mm -hmm. because I get to talk to the good guys and the bad guys. Right. Right? And I I sat through and I got to talk to one of the head fraud guys at Western Union. He's no longer there. He moved on to another company. But when he was there and I got to talk to him, he said, he said it out loud, he's like, here, the deal is, is that if a criminal talks a person into actually leaving the house to send money, 
There is nothing on this planet that can be done to stop them. They will send the money out. Yeah. Okay? The other thing is, is that Western Union, as you know, they have places to pick up money all over the planet. Yep. So that scammer can be in the United States. That scammer can be in Vietnam. That scammer can be any place and get that money that you're sending out. And that, that it works just fine. So you could use Western Union on that. You could do maybe a bank wire because if you get a scammer that knows how to set up a bank account properly, you can do Cash App because, you know, as, as we know, I've been hammering Cash App lately. <laughs> yeah. You can do Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, any number of things. So that, that we're going to see these scams go through the roof in the next two weeks. That's a fact. They're already hitting, but they're going to ramp up really hard because people right now, you know, you're, you're, your 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 other half, your best half, is out there shopping right now for food, having trouble finding it because people are scared to death. Apple shut down everything. Patagonia shut down everything. I didn't even know there was a run on Pat- Patagonia clothing, but they <laughs> they shut down everything. AMC, I go to the movies a lot, not now, but AMC AMC as of today cut fifty percent. Of all the people that are coming in, they figure that we don't need all these theaters running, so they're shutting down half of it. Half the theater, so half the cinemas in each theater will be running. Nobody's flying anywhere. To no, I went up. through Atlanta, no one's there. No one's went there. Through O'Hare, O'Hare, no one's there. Nope. So, because of all that fear, you know, you're seeing people, you, NBA cancels, SEC, NC2A, MLB, NHL, all the, the initial sports things cancel yep. all of a sudden. That gets people's attention. But we can all go to the Olympics. Supposedly. I'll tell you, I'll tell you if we can thing. get there. <laughs> my my first cousin, my first cousin, she's she's fantastic. Her name's Frances. It was on uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. She sends me a message on Facebook Messenger and her she's like, you know, it's overblown. I'm not worried about it. It's all crap. My poor mother's scared to death. Well, then the NBA cancels and the NC2A cancels. The night the NC2A cancels, she gets me back on Facebook Messenger and she's like, I am scared to death. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, you know, this NBA and the NC2A, that really made it real for me right there. I am scared. <laughs> and she, I mean, we talked for an hour, hour and a half. You know, it, <laughs> I heard uh, Charles Barkley say the other day on on. Uh, local television station that he he's a hundred percent supportive of the NBA canceling. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to put the team out in front right of the audience. Right. Okay. You don't want to put the team in an empty arena. No, that's crazy. Because they play for the you know, for the Yeah. For LeBron the fans. James was right. If there's no no spectators there, I'm not playing. That's right. And <laughs> besides that the team spends intimate time together for like so you a get one term. guy you get one guy bumping into like mr guy. utah uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh who touches all the microphones uh-huh. thinks right. it's a joke then gets thinks tested a, positive and then test positive and he's around all of these these players so all the players get it all the players stay right. healthy but they go home to their families and their right. families go to their extended families and they go grocery shopping, exactly, looking for the bread, exactly. looking for the toilet paper. That's it. And then suddenly, guess what? <laughs> yeah, guess what? Okay, so that makes sense. Charles Barkley's behind it. Um, it's it's really a shame that uh, Charles Barkley seems like one of the most reasonable uh, individuals in the state of Alabama. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a little odd when you think about it. It's really it's odd. a little odd. I mean, used to, people would look at Charles Barkley and say, he's an idiot. Now everybody's like, Barkley knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, he knows what he's talking about. Still can't play golf for shit. But, but I love it. I, make no mistake, I love Charles Barkley. I do. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I really do. So, you know, it's and we need to close this out. But I, I think that, you know, we, we're talking today. And I think that we need to just, first of all, understand that it's serious. But we also need to make sure that we're not motivated by FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Right. Now, we have uncertainty. We have our own conspiracy theories, Yeah. which we'll save for another 
Exactly. Yeah. And I, Lord no knows time. I've got these conspiracy theories oh, going through my yeah. head, too. Yeah, mine, too. All right, yeah. I do. Where but do I don't want to talk about those because no. they're just that, conspiracy and, theories. And right now, what you're trying to do is to give people a, a reasonable uh, sense of calm yes. in the storm. Yes. It's, it's just, like the Boy Scouts. Be prepared. Be prepared. All right? Right now... Just be prepared. We're, we are forced to play this toilet paper game or the chicken breast game because we've got a bunch of people acting out over fear, and we have to ha- we have to eat and wipe our butts too. Yep. All right, we have to do that. So we have to play this game, but that doesn't mean that we have to feed into the fear that's going on. Be reasonable with the fear. Yes, it it may it may blow everything out of the water in two weeks. All right, we're going to see people that are losing their jobs. We've got 70% of all Americans, over 70%, have less than $1,000 in the bank. What happens when they're not, they don't go to work for a month? All right, so we're, we're going to see a lot of people in financial ruin. I don't have any doubt about that at all. But we need to, even though things are looking bad and they may get worse, we need to be rational about this at the same time. All right, we need to understand that at the end of the day, the most powerful thing we can do is wash our damn hands. Be clean. Exactly. We also need to understand that there are people out there that are going to take advantage. Those people are politicians. All right? I don't care on what side of the fence you are. They're politicians. They're the media because the media today has to have ratings. They're going to they're gonna make sure they're, they say the most outlandish stuff so people watch it. Okay. Let's just pause for a moment. I know we're, we're trying to close this out. Mm-hmm. But speaking of the media, with... Elections coming up. Let's see how many of the local uh, politicians are going to back off on their advertising. Right. right. Because they don't know what they're doing. No, they have no clue. Yeah. No clue. And when I say local, I mean uh, uh, Metro Birmingham and uh, Alabama. Right. You know. Right. And we, yeah, they we, don't have a clue. Hey, there's a Senate seat that's going to be. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. bid upon. That's it. In November. It. Yeah. And they won't. They won't because these politicians are self-serving. The media is self-serving. Sure. Okay. So verify your stories. Understand that there are also criminals out there that they use this as an opportunity. This is a golden opportunity to get money from you, to get information from you. So if you get that call, if you get that call from your hospital, from the CDC, from the Social Security Administration, from your local local law enforcement office. If you get any call, verify the call. Verify it. The best thing I can tell you to do is hang up the phone immediately and call that institution back. Don't pay any attention to the number that's showing up on, on your caller ID. Don't If they tell you to call this number instead, don't do that. If they tell you not to hang up, hang up immediately. But verify every single thing that comes through. If someone asks you for any money whatsoever, the answer is always no, period. The answer is no. If someone says a new law passed, hang up the, hang up the phone right there, look it up, see if a law's passed. Verify every single thing because right now is the time that scammers are going to hit you. That's a fact. Everyone is taking advantage of every single person that can be taken advantage of in this for, ver- for various reasons. So right now we need to make sure that we keep a level head about us and act properly. Don't, for God's sakes, do not feed into that fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I do have one thing that I'd like to just throw out there, and, I, and I'm, I'm sorry. Go but, ahead. You know, okay. <laughs> You're just mad because you don't have a bloody sandwich. Uh, I'll get my bread somehow. I'll find that uh, Colvin guy and find out where he stashes his That's bread, right. you know. The um, <clears throat> think about this now. Have you seen any advertisements for Charmin bathroom tissue lately? Oh, now you're you're doing that conspiracy theory shit, aren't you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you are. You figure it's a conspiracy because Charmin doesn't have to advertise anymore. I wonder what Kimberly Clark stock did <laughs> during. This you want me crash. to tell you what it did? It did the same thing that Clorox's stock did through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it did. <laughs> That's exactly what it did. Every other stock on the planet going down, Clorox is going up. 
<laughs> Charmin's going up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Clorox went home and said, get ready, baby. We, I'll tell you what, you, are, we, you aren't going to see toilet have, paper on sale anytime soon. We're going to have us a pandemic. <laughs> that's it. That's it. As uh, always, people, stay safe out there. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. And I say it on the broadcast all the time, but it's, it applies to everyone, especially right now. Stay safe, stay secure, and stay vigilant. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anglerfish Podcast. I appreciate it. If you like it, please subscribe and drop me a line saying hello. Hello is always good. You can reach me direct at brettjohnson at anglerfish.com. That's Brett, B-R-E-T-T, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, at anglerfish, A-N-G-L-E-R-P-H-I-S-H dot com. Other than saying hello, feel free to email questions, comments, concerns, or even show suggestions. I respond to every single email I get. And please, tell your friends about us. Rate and review Anglerfish wherever you can. As Anglerfish continues to navigate the dark waters of our online lives, remember, stay safe, stay secure, and stay vigilant. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.